0: Awakened Reality Podcast, JFK Assassination. Are. We're back. Welcome. And uh, we are, <laughs> uh, what are we called again? Uh, I'm Bill. I'm oh, Mr. I meant, the, I meant the, the, the podcast. Oh,
1: Awakened Reality. Awakened
0: yeah. Reality, Deep <laughs> History Podcast, I forget. Um, and we have new beer. Oh yeah. We have... Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by... By Allagash Beer. Black Belgian style stout. And this is, uh, Allagash is made in Portland, Maine. So still a local beer. And no chugging. Yeah, no? Not
1: with stout, anyway.
0: Oh, really? So what kind of beer is the best for chugging? Anything that's not a stout?
1: Not stout. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, unless you're, like, 20. Mm -hmm. Then it doesn't matter. (laughs) Any beer is good for chugging.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I had a friend in college who, who, uh, he had a... He had a. We had a bet with him to drink four of those Guinness in like I forget how long. This oh, time. the forties? Like the big ones, in like in like you know a, a short time period, like five minutes or something. You know, you
1: guys wouldn't know it, but Steve's like a gangster. He drinks forties. You know.
0: Are those the forties? Is that yeah, like the, the, the yeah, cans? Yeah, yeah, the the big big. I don't the think the Guinness ones are quite that big, are they? I've um, had those before.
1: If it's a can, probably not a forty
0: though,
1: because uh, forties are are typically glass.
0: Oh okay, yeah. You
1: know those, you know. Yeah, yeah but they you can't put them in a, in a paper I bag. I had them in
0: a can before. Oh really? Maybe I'm wrong. How, how big is it really? Is it like forty? Me think. Well, how many ounces? No,
1: forty there? is like forty it's, ounces. Oh, this is only
0: twelve ounces, so yeah. forty's got to be like. <laughs> yeah, that's it's almost big. four. Obviously. And it usually is malt liquor, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you can get you can get forties in any real beer, but okay, um, Colt forty-five. So that's forty-five ounces. Was the old school forty? Okay. Yeah. That's the one needs to put in paper bags.
0: Can you still get it? We'll have to do an episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes!
1: Yes! We'll put our hats on backwards, get the little tipper cigarette like they do on, on okay. the internet,
0: and dark glasses, dude. That would be awesome. <laughs> you know, okay. I mean, I think I have decided that black stout, like real dark stout, is m- maybe my favorite style of beer. It's good. It's good. Uh, Steve, you're getting me. Yeah. You're getting me. Although really do can. I
1: do love me my Corona light? All right, so... so
0: today's today is today we're talking about uh, the Vietnam War and and then if we have time we're going to talk a little bit about the military and again I say this every podcast but it's the <laughs> Vietnam War yeah. and its relationship to JFK and whether we can learn anything from the Vietnam War and JFK's involvement in it in terms of you know what might have happened yeah. in the assa- for the assassination and uh, the military were interested in knowing about their relationship with JFK, kind of where they were situated in all the things we've been talking about. The CIA, anti-communism, Cuba, Bay of Pigs, the Mafia, you know, how does it all fit together? So that's where we are, and we're going to start with the Vietnam War. Yeah. Vietnam War, honestly to me, that was the
1: most meaningless freaking thing. And I so there's more research that I do on it. It's like, It's like the dumbest conflict ever. Mm. In my opinion. You know, I mean and we'll find out why I believe that, so I'm not gonna let anything away,
0: but from my opinion. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't think that's I mean, yeah, we're gonna go through this, but I don't think that's just a in retrospect view. Yeah. Like if you had told people in the early to mid fifties or even in nineteen sixty two that oh Vietnam is going to be the defining foreign policy hotspot Mm -hmm. of you know, of yep. this decade, and that we're going to fight a never-ending never, a never ending war there, people would have thought that you were insane.
1: Yep. Well, especially
0: mm-hmm.
1: what we're going to learn, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if you're just talking about, oh, doing something, from what, like, like, say, you, you didn't learn from what happened with the French.
0: Uh-huh, Yeah.
1: And it, you'll find out. So, as we move on. Yeah, we'll right? have commentary. Yes.
0: So, the Vietnam War <clears> was a conflict that occurred in Vietnam, Laos, and Cambodia, it wasn't just in Vietnam. It occurred in all three of those countries. Um, And it occurred from 1955 through April 75. Can you imagine Mm -hmm. that, 20 years of warfare? I mean, goodness, living through that. So um, the US uh, was really only seriously involved in the war for about half of that, from 1963 to 1973. Prior to 1963, we were involved, like we we you know put money a little money into it, and
1: why did we put money into it? Because we
0: well, ha- do we have an ally there? Well, initially, we, you know, the French were our ally, um, so we were kind of supporting their colonial. <clears throat> um, at first, it was definitely more colonial than anti right. you know, communist. We yep. were just kind of supporting their colonial rights.
1: <laughs> and if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, didn't the Fran- didn't Fran- the French own a lot of the territory in in us uh, in uh, South Vietnam wasn't um, it like their territory for a while? Didn't did they win
0: or something? Well, yeah, I mean they, it was they they it was like a French colony. Yeah, French
1: territory. They went yeah. in and, and okay,
0: yep. And so that's where you know a lot mm-hmm. of the war was initially. Um, because the
1: North Vietnamese wanted to, mm-hmm. yeah, take okay, all right. So we decided to help the French.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I don't think we were super involved in the first yeah. um, in the first war, the war that was with France. But we definitely were on the side of, of France.
1: And they did ask us for for assistance, right? Mm-hmm. But we—I guess that, I don't know when that was, but I remember in the research that I was doing mm-hmm. that the French asked us for for assistance, and we said, "Well, you know, thanks, but no thanks. You guys are got to fight your own well, yeah. war."
0: I mean, why? You know, we're not going to—you know—we had so much. I mean, if you think if that's in the early '50s, to think yeah. of all the money we're pouring into. Central Europe and Western Europe, or I guess not Central Europe, but Western Europe. Um, you know, we, do we have money to uh, to spare for something like that? We probably didn't. You know, we, we have the Marshall Plan. <laughs> but when you
1: speak, when you well, and again, tell me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Nixon, though, mm-hmm. kind of was like, you know, well, what happens if we don't?
0: Nixon at what time period?
1: Uh, well, I guess it must have been after, you know, be, because he was maybe before. I'm not sure. Because I remember seeing it, but he said, I forget it, what it's called. It's like a it's a military term where if if uh, a certain amount of territory gets taken, even if it's a small amount, uh-huh. it dominoes, the domino
0: effect. Yeah, yeah, we have notes on that later on. But okay. yeah, the domino effect. But that was before Nixon was in power. Okay. I mean, that theory was already at play yeah, I even think he in was... Kennedy's time. All right, all right. People were talking about that.
1: Okay. Anyway, so what do you got, Steve? So,
0: <laughs> uh... uh <coughs> <coughs> the me. Vietnam and so we left in '73. We essentially just pulled out, and when we pulled out, ultimately the, the North Vietnamese yeah. kind of came down and and.
1: But, but wait, but what, there's a reason why we pulled
0: out. There is a reason, isn't there? Well, the reason was because we didn't think we could win.
1: But didn't we? Didn't we? Didn't we come to an agreement? Hmm. With North Vietnam wasn't there a summit or something like that where we sat down and the North Vietnamese Vietnamese said, okay, um, you pull these guys out and and this happens, and then what happened is they just, as soon as the United States pulled out, they just moved right on in.
0: Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I mean, again, I was more focused on um, through, you know, when I investigated it. Yeah. You know, through Kennedy's era and through Lyndon Johnson's era. That's well, guess,
1: the sad part for me is is if seeing as I believe that was the case, mm-hmm.
0: it's
1: like why have it at all if, if that's what they were trying to to you know to stop. Mm-hmm. All that time there mm-hmm. didn't make a an difference, and yeah. all the people dead made no difference. Fifty eight thousand people, right, or something like that, you know, died.
0: Some people <laughs> look at it that way. I mean, I think I tend to, I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, I definitely wouldn't have gone to war in Vietnam. But if I'm playing devil's advocate, what I would say is, okay, well, what I would argue if I'm playing devil's advocate is that if we hadn't gone in, in there, you know, in 63, 64, and 65, that perhaps um, the march of communism would have continued in, instead of being kind of stalemated. Because, you know, we were forced to put a lot of resources into that war, but so were the Soviet Union, China, other, other um, groups. So we kind of created a, a stalemate and kind of held, held them at bay for all that time. So, so the war essentially um, gave us time.
1: But time to do what? Because after, you, after we left,
0: well, time it for... wound
1: up all becoming a, a, a communist nation again anyway.
0: Yeah, but time, it gave us time, one, to eventually um, stockade more missiles than the Soviet Union... Together. And we
1: were able to smuggle drugs in yep. through dead bodies, make money that you know, way of our Americans. That's so that's always a, a nice patriotic thing.
0: Yeah, that was a, that was yeah. a helpful uh, yeah. helpful twist, <laughs> um, and uh, it gave us time, or it gave um, communism time to kind of wither on the vine. Where if you think about the the Soviets' economic strength was weaker, definitely weaker by the time the the Vietnam War ended. I'm not saying it was because of the Vietnam yeah. War, but it did.
1: And again, am I wrong? I mean, okay. Here's the thing. I think I believe that in the beginning of this whole thing, that you know the generals were like, okay, mm-hmm. these little buggers, we can't we can't fight them. They're in their own environment. We, we don't. They got all these like caves and like you know cubby holes and. Well, stuff. we had napalm. Right. We had napalm. Great. But they're like, why don't we just like, nuclear bomb? I mean, we had. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean. Let's do like let's pull a Hiroshima on and say have a nice day. Uh-huh. I mean, it, we were held back that way. I think mm-hmm. maybe you know would it have ended faster? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Would it have been a smart idea? Of course, they get into the philosophical idea of, of was it a good idea to drop the bombs on Hiroshima? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, Was that a good thing to do? You know, president had huge nuts, but you know, well, look at all the people that died.
0: Well, yeah, I know, well that's true. I think it's hard to judge. Because we now we we've had eighty years to contemplate what nuclear what nuclear bombs are. At the time, he probably just thought this is a much much bigger bomb. Yeah. It's a big enough bomb now to end the war quickly. So I think it's a lot. I think it was a lot easier for somebody to drop a nuclear bomb in nineteen. 19- well,
1: and plus, wouldn't you think? <laughs> I mean, it's it's the idea isn't even dry yet mm-hmm. with Kennedy having the. Uh, <laughs> Like with Khrushchev and saying, let's just stop all this nonsense about, Uh you know, nuclear weapons. Bad idea! Uh And then Vietnam, oh, do we really want to do that? Probably not a good idea.
0: Anyway. So, So, uh, this is interesting. It's also known as the Second Indochina War um, because it was the second war fought between North Vietnam and South Vietnam with, you know, Mm -hmm. um, Western influences or, or involvement. And in Vietnam, the war is known as the resistance war against America. Isn't that interesting? Like yeah. we we just call it the Vietnam War. We think of it, you know, almost exclusively as a proxy war. But for them, it's the resistance war against well, America. Well, shit,
1: bro. I mean, put it this way: uh-huh. it's like David and Goliath, mm-hmm. right? But not with the magic rock, mm-hmm. right? They got to fight. They had to fight, and, and and we didn't win a damn thing in my in my mind.
0: We won plenty of battles.
1: Well, me. Okay, yeah, yeah. you know, so, but they in their for their view, mm-hmm. they're like we stood up to the giant.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, can you imagine?
1: You know, they didn't come out winning. It's like the mouse that roared. Have you ever seen that movie? Uh uh-uh. uh But I, 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 get it. Yeah. You know, yeah, why not? I mean, if, if you know, I mean, it, it's like the Rocky story, right? You uh. know, the first one he lost.
0: Uh-huh. Right, uh, you know, uh, you know, but at least
1: he fought it. At least he, he went all the way through the rounds. You know, mm-hmm. went through it, and it came out. You know, a, a win for the other guy, but it could have been a win for either.
0: So did he win the last movie, Creed Two? Did he win in that one? I believe he's so. getting kind of old, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can he keep winning?
1: The next one's going to be um, Rocky in the Senior Center. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Rocky in the Senior Center where Rocky fights the the people that are changing his diaper
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey what are you doing hey what are you doing that's <laughs> my penis right there what do you what, what, what you want to clean my penis what <laughs>
1: they
0: totally should make that movie <laughs> I would. Uh, I don't know what I want to see that scene, but <laughs> depending on how they shoot it I guess what, what, how were they focused the camera <laughs> hey punchy or nothing I'm just you know I'm a little slow that's all just a little slow anyway go ahead all right. So I think we already mentioned uh, the North Vietnamese Army was supported by the Soviet Union, China, and other communist allies, and the South Vietnamese Army was supported by the United States, South Korea, which were still kind of allied with South Korea, the Philippines, and other anti-communist allies. And I already mentioned that the war was considered a, a Cold War um, proxy uh, mm-hmm. war by by many um, many people. They think that it wasn't really a war between us and North Vietnam. It was really a war between us and the Soviet Union, just mm. Yep. You know. It was about it was about which of those two superpowers could exert their influence mm-hmm. the most successfully in this area. And uh, there's also people on, on both the North Vietnamese and South Vietnamese side that just viewed it as a civil war. It's a civil war between North Vietnam and South Vietnam, yep. and all the other people who are trying to get involved for other reasons. It's just kind of um, <laughs> tangential to the. It's know, almost, the like the, uh, almost like the almost
1: like the native tribes, you know, mm-hmm. fighting it out with clubs and, and hammers, mm-hmm. you know, and then and then you know the the the, the people that are the intelligent ones, you uh. know, come in to help. Oh because, yeah, yeah, the right?
0: intelligent ones. Yeah. Yeah, we were so intelligent. <laughs> Well, the reason we were there was because we we had bought into this domino theory, uh, which which essentially was we felt we have to, any, like if, if one area starts to fall to communism, then everything else is going to go. So we can't let com- communism spread to any area, no matter how small, because it might have a domino effect.
1: On who? I mean, okay, so I'm, I'm playing that devil's advocate here on either side. Okay. So... For the same reason that I think that North Vietnam should have just left South Vietnam alone uh-huh. and let them do what the hell they want as long as we're not bothering them.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? I mean, why do we have to go? I mean, why do we always have to be the the, the people to come in and say, well, you know, here's you what you do should it. do because it's right? Uh-huh. Let them do what they want to do. I mean, you know, let, let them fight their own fight. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if it's a domino effect and, and anything moves, they're trying to be proactive and trying to, mm-hmm. you know, Save us from the big bad mm-hmm. South Vietnam Vietnamese. What are they going to do? North Vietnamese. North, what are they going to do? Are they going to take over South Vietnam and then, then they're going to turn around and, and and you know nuke us or, or send their troops over? No, mm-hmm. they're going to take their their massive
0: fleet of of ships,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> like conquer our navy. I mean, let's be honest. Anyway, but anyway, this is my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, this whole domino theory to me, it, it's kind of like sometimes when. This is my opinion just about life in general. Sometimes when when somebody comes up with a theory which may or may not be correct, but just kind of is clever sounding, (laughs) you know, I mean, the domino theory, it's a real clever sounding theory, isn't it? It's like, oh, you know, because it has has a, um, there's an expression attached to it. You know, the domino, you know, one domino will knock over all the rest. So I think people just bought into it too quickly. Like, where's the proof? that oh if one small one falls that all the other ones will where's the you know what what's the rationale for assuming that that's the case shall i answer that one yes just like it is with everything else Mm -hmm.
1: there's so many people out there that when they watch tv Uh they see somebody who they think is a great person politician even though they don't know them and they say well yeah, looks like he's telling the truth, looks like he's got a good thing going on, and, and the news seems to agree with him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I guess if they repeat it over and over and over and over and over again, mm-hmm. that I'll believe it. Right? It's like Goebbels, I think, said back in uh, mm-hmm. you know in, in, in Hitler, Germany. You, you tell a lie over and over and over again, no matter how big the lie is, mm-hmm. people are going to believe it's true. You know, so... Get here, right? <laughs> you know... So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's true. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to believe something, you're going to believe it regardless. If you don't have a critical thinking mind...
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think this theory became, ended up being gospel. Yeah. But why was it gospel? Yeah. Why did everybody assume that it was true? Yeah. Um, well, there were a lot
1: less people that, that um, you know thought for themselves, I guess, back then.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so here's the answer to your earlier question. I, I misremembered. It did say that beginning in 1950, American military advisors... That arrived in what was then called French Indochina. So that was Vietnam at the time. And most of the funding for the French war effort was provided by the United States. So I guess you were right. Because France had been weakened by World War II, mm-hmm. and they wanted to hold on to that, you know, they wanted to maintain that colonial holding, we essentially provided them all the money they needed to do that. Mm-hmm. You might ask why. That's an interesting question. Why would we feel, why do we need to, give france all this money so that they can remain a colonial power like how does that help us how does that help the world
1: well they have more they have more um they occupy more
0: they're our um, ally right yeah. more power for them um, more trouble more power more trouble isn't that very more, more money more problems. <laughs> you know but that's not really that. it's like more land <laughs> Dude, more say, colonies more yeah. more problems yeah. i think that was a good you know for the, the
1: french held on though for a while they did before they got kind of beat down, right?
0: Yeah. So um, an interesting thing that a lot of people don't understand about um, the Vietnam War is that the North Vietnamese, like, when we were fighting against them, it wasn't really we were only fighting a unified group because there there really were two groups. There was what is commonly known as the Viet Cong, also known as the Front Net. Well, this is in French, so I'm not going to even try to read it. The National Liberation. Try Front. to read it, Steve. Try to read it. Right. Come on, man. Come on. From national de libération du Sud Vietnam. Okay, so <laughs> the
1: French-speaking people out there, please, <laughs>
0: please rail them in the con- on the comments. Okay. But yeah, oh, where is it? Where is it? Uh, right there. Yeah, you read it. Because do this better.
1: Because I don't even. Um, the Viet Cong, also known as
0: <laughs> good luck
1: Front National de Liberation du uh, Sud Vietnam or NLF yeah that was pretty good who did it better me or Steve I'll pay you five bucks if you say me <laughs> okay go ahead <laughs> so anyway
0: there was this the Viet Cong and, and these were, were really the communists and then and they were fu- they were the ones who were fighting more of a guerrilla war um, so they were the ones you know in popular the popular imagination kind of Kind of like, in, uh, kinda like a Planet of the Apes. Yeah, hiding in the bushes. Guerrilla war. Oh, goodness. A joke <laughs> a minute with you. Um, but yeah. then there also <clears throat> was um, a group called the People's Army of Vietnam, also known as the North Vietnamese Army. So this was actually the, the army of the country. Yep. And they were fighting. Uh, they, they fought with war, conventional warfare, otherwise known <laughs> as less effective warfare. In this war, at least against the United States, so, um, so there were many different um, players here. And don't pro- forget the Rocks. The Rocks.
1: Yeah, R O C S. It's a. Um, it was a group of like they're like the uh, North Vietnamese uh, uh, Rangers,
0: mm-hmm. like they're, they were like the elite. Oh, okay Uh, The elite, whatever Anyway, go ahead So were they part of the um, North Vietnamese army?
1: I think so Okay Anyway, I can look at that
0: Okay, cool Alright, so um, let's talk a little bit about um, The assassination of Ngo Dinh Diem Ngo Dinh Diem I think I got that right Yep So Diem was president of South Vietnam During the early part of the Vietnam War He had come to power in 1955 after winning a, essentially a rigged <laughs> referendum, hmm. so, so he wasn't like popularly elected, he kind of, you know, he and his powerful cronies, you know, rigged a referendum, which I'm not even sure what that is from a political perspective. Is it a vote? It's not even a vote. I don't know what a referendum is. Um, maybe it's what they vote, not for people, but they vote on whether like a party should come into power or, I don't know. Somebody can tell us what that is. I'm not super concerned about that. Yeah. Essentially, he um, corrupted his way into power in 1955, made himself president, and at that time, from like 1955 until the early 60s, the United States considered him kind of a, a, a very useful ally because he, he claimed that he was, a, you know, a staunch defender of, of South Vietnam against communism. <clears throat> and so we supported him financially and also with advisors. Yep. However Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh and uh, but unfortunately he was not very easy for us to control. Mm-hmm. Like when we said jump he didn't always say how high and we didn't like that.
1: But uh, my thing is
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think, with a little bit of research that I did, that his wife was more Oh, okay. influential, and
0: uh-huh. there's a reason
1: for that, and we'll I'll get back to that if you could, if I can remember to say it. The reason near for near the that. end, yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Okay, there could be all sorts of reasons.
1: Yeah, most of it has to do with after he died.
0: Oh, okay, but go ahead. okay, I'm interested to hear this yeah. because I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. But, um, we're not professional historians, you know. So if there's if we miss stuff or don't yeah. get stuff right yeah. or miss something important, you know, this is a group effort. We're yeah, we're doing the best research we can to yeah know, get things moving. So um, on a zero budget, a zero budget, <laughs> less than zero budget because we gotta pay for the
1: beer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I and mean, this isn't this isn't an endorsement. It's not like we're saying drink <laughs> yeah, yeah. this because they give us free cases. No, we, we just you know we buy it.
0: See what I like about <laughs> our, our commentary on the beer is like every single week we we're, we're you know. Drinking a different beer. Yeah. And we have, you know, we're making comments, and every single week I'm like, this is great. (laughs) (laughs) This beer is great. (laughs) Like, I'm never like, this beer is not good. I'm always like, this is fantastic. This is fantastic. (laughs) Every (laughs) single week. Beer. Beer. Mmm. So, anyway, we'll get back. Except for Heineken. We'll get You will not see Heineken on this.
1: uh, Horse P. Anyway.
0: So, yeah, I think his wife was the one really in charge, but go ahead. Okay. So, Diem was a Catholic, which is interesting. Um, you know the Catholic Church has been everywhere. They've sent missionaries all over the place. So, but he was a Catholic, and his government was not very tolerant of Buddhists. So that was the other kind of very popular religion
1: oh. in the
0: country. Um, and when I say not tolerant, I really should say they persecute. They persecuted Buddhists. They um, even to the point of the they had pagodas. Is that the right word? Where essentially they would. Um, that's probably not the right word. All wasn't right he now. an actor? DM? No. Ooh, Pagoda? Pagoda. Oh, Abe Pagoda? Abe B- <laughs> Abe? Is it Pagoda? <laughs> Abe? I don't know. It's like <clears throat> Abe something like Vagoda. Vagoda. Is that it?
1: In, um, Barney Miller. Oh. For all you old guys out there. Yeah. Okay, go ahead.
0: Um, yeah, no, he, led, yeah. he essentially led, uh, um, he didn't, he wasn't there with a pitchfork. But, but they did the whole thing where they, w- they would go into the Buddhist communities and, like, you know, beat people and all sorts of stuff like that. He was really nasty. His government was really nasty to um, Buddhists. And what do they do
1: but sit there and meditate, dude? I mean, don't bother anybody.
0: I'm, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> um, but have you ever seen that famous video of the Buddhist monk who oh, set himself on fire? Yeah,
1: yeah and it, it, you should see that. It's really cool because what happens... Like mid fire, he's still moving around. I don't know if it's like involuntary muscle movement, but it's like he's still. But he mainly just sits there. Yeah,
0: like yeah. he he's, he's just sitting there. Yep. Sets himself on fire. He just and lets just himself burn. The... Keeps meditating. Yep. I mean, when I say sets himself on fire, I mean like his entire body. Yeah, is everything. Completely engulfed.
1: Apart. Engulfed. Ridiculous. I'm like, dude, how do you? Not, you got to be like, you know, one with the one, dude. Because uh-huh. how can you not be like, wow! Ah! <laughs> Yeah, this shit's hot. I mean, right? I mean, put your hand on the stove and then tell us if you're gonna go.
0: I Can you imagine? Yeah, I'd be jumping. Around. I'd be like, "That was a mistake.
1: I <laughs> <Bad> idea." <laughs> Where's you, the water?
0: <laughs> you want you to douse me? <laughs> anyway, so anyway, that that um, <laughs> when he did that, he was protesting DM. Ah, that was I didn't know he that was protesting that that the government's treatment of Buddhists. Wow. Oh. Um, so just to show. Oh, um, and I happen to know this, DM's wife mm-hmm.
1: was quoted as saying something derogatory towards that, something like uh, yeah, just let him burn, don't put him out. You know, if he wants to burn, let him burn. Yo, she was a she was a t- she was a tool dude and you're going to find out how. She huh
0: Kind of a nasty lady. Oh. Ooh. Uh, yep, she had her
1: own army by the way mm-hmm. her, that protected her. Followed her around everywhere she went. Like
0: what how, happened to her? Did she? How long did she live
1: after? Is uh, she still alive? That I don't know. But um, I can't know. I think she's dead now. But I, I believe that there is a reason why um, people think that she might have had something to do with Kennedy being shot. Oh. Because of how like, Diem was killed. That's interesting. And by whom. Uh-huh. Like it was retribution in some way, maybe. I mean, if you look into this girl... A lot of people don't know. Uh-huh. She was a, she was hardcore.
0: She was strong-willed?
1: Even more. She was like, almost like a huh. Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, she, but she was like. So she might have been the power. You, you see a picture of DM. Yeah. And even like I've read some of the phone conversations that he's had, you know, like with Henry oh. Cabot Lodge and stuff yeah. like that. And he's, he doesn't come across as like a super strong personality, does yeah. he? I mean, his face, I mean you shouldn't judge based on appearances, yeah. but he has kind of like a boyish face, huh. kind of a, like a soft smile, yeah. kind of a, not meek, but, but he, he's not like, he doesn't seem like an iron-fisted mm. sort of a guy. DM's wife reminds me of,
1: if you've watched Kill Bill, mm-hmm. the character, the Chinese character that went around, you know, uh, the, the sniper, who was, she was a sniper, the, uh, Lucy Lou played her. Oh,
0: okay, yeah. She beheaded that, that guy at the table, right? The conference.
1: Yes, that character, dude. Oh, okay. Like, only she wasn't by, her, she had like all of these other people around her all the time, and she, she was like, but she was a badass too. You
0: didn't want to cross her. No, crazy.
1: no. This this woman was like crazy, crazy,
0: crazy, crazy. Anyway. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, So the reason why we're talking about him is not so much because of the role that he played um, in the early Vietnam War. But it's that in November 1963, have you ever heard of that month? Is that month significant in any way to anybody? Um, In that month, the middle of that month, a matter of fact, I think it was eight days before um, Kennedy was assassinated. Just eight days, I think. If it wasn't eight days, it was ten days. It was something like that. Um, He and his brothers were assassinated during a CIA backed coup d'etat. Oh. Interesting. So why su- did I come? Well, let's talk let's talk about some of the details about that, because it gets kind of complicated. Okay. So supposedly the administration of JFK authorized the US Embassy, and I sh- shouldn't say supposedly, the, the JFK administration authorized um, the US Embassy to explore the possibility of leadership change. So they were injured. They kind of had gotten sick of DM because, like I said, he wasn't always super cooperative. They thought he was dragging his feet on stuff. He, he, I mean, it's kind of like what we have now, the, the quote-unquote um, war on terror, where there are countries where they're just not... We, we say, oh, they're not <laughs> doing... They're not helping as much as they could. Um, you know, that's kind of how we felt about DM at the time. And so Kennedy... Um, thought, or was persuaded, one or the other, that maybe it would be better if somebody, you know, more cooperative, was in charge there. Um, he didn't say to kill him, DM. We'll get into that, but he was he was amenable to, you know, a regime change of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, and after the coup occurred. the 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 two brothers, because there really were there was DM and then his his brother was Mm -hmm. was kind of his right hand man. They were promised safe passage out of the country. And um, according to Lucien Conin, who is a US Army or was a US Army officer and a CIA operative, who was the American liaison with the coup members, most of the officers, including you know the ones who were in charge, wanted Diem to have an honorable retirement from the office and then be put into exile. Okay. So they were all they didn't want him killed, the people who were in charge of the coup. They wanted him removed from office and sent into exile, but they you know, a lot of them knew him. You know, they didn't they didn't want him <laughs> unlike the Bolsheviks, right? The Bolsheviks? Oh yeah, they killed everybody. <laughs> yeah.
1: Let's just take the king, his wife and his son and three daughters, uh-huh. and I don't know, massacre Valentine's Day like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> anyway, another story for another time. Go
0: ahead. Uh, <laughs> so here's where Henry Cabot Lodge comes into the story, and he's the guy I'm really trying to figure out kind of how he fits into all of this. Um, so Henry Cabot Lodge, uh, he was at the time the ambassador. To South Vietnam, Kennedy had appointed him ambassador to South Vietnam. A little back history on who Henry Cabot Lodge is: um, he is a Republican senator from Massachusetts. So he's from the same state as Kennedy, yeah. and actually, he was the politician that Kennedy beat in in 1952 to become a Massachusetts senator. Ah, so he took his seat from him. Wow, um, which was. You know, barely. He barely won that election, I think. It was a close one, but... So he beat him at that time. Um, Henry Cabot Lodge was the VP nominee in 1960 for Nixon. Wow. And, uh, and actually, he won... This is kind of an interesting piece of trivia. In 1964, he won the New Hampshire um, Republican primary, despite not running in it. He won as a write-in candidate. Wow. And he gave no encouragement. Like, he 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 didn't think he could win the general election, so he wasn't running, or at least that's the, the story was that he he didn't think he could win the general election and he wasn't running, but there were I guess there was a group in New Hampshire, or the state we're in now, or home my home state at least um, where they just liked him so much and they they kind of put together this movement for him, and he won the primary without even being on the ballot as a write-in candidate. I mean, can you imagine that, somebody winning now?
1: But well, we had some folks close, some independent folks that were close. I mean, not close, but I mean close comparative.
0: But got like a lot of yeah, votes. you know, without any help, but still not make really much of a difference. But mm-hmm. for winning, that's amazing. Yeah, and, so, and he, so he was the ambassador to South Vietnam for Kennedy, um, which, you know, a lot of people were surprised that Kennedy put him in that position because, you know, he was a Republican, mm-hmm. Kennedy was a Democrat. Um, and Lyndon Johnson reassigned him I shouldn't say reassigned him, assigned him yet again to South Vietnam later on and so he was very much involved in Vietnam from right from the beginning through I think at least the late 60s so um, but he plays an interesting role in um, the assassination of Diem so here's an interesting um, story, you tell me what you think of this Okay. so Lodge had told DM. He had essentially hinted to DM that this <clears throat> coup was coming, like the day before the coup, and he was saying, like, "You're going to be, you're going to be overthrown, and so, and I can get you out of the country, safely out of the country, you know, if you'll just kind of surrender." He didn't say that exactly, but he kind of <clears throat> hinted that. Mm-hmm. And then DM didn't surrender at that time, uh, but then ultimately he did surrender, you know, after the coup had occurred. And so after surrendering d m called Lodge um, by telephone for the last time now Lodge re- the first call the one I told you about Lodge reported that call to Washington, the mm. one where he was essentially kind of talking uh-huh. to d m about moving him out of the getting him out of the country yeah, but the last time dm spoke to Lodge, Lodge never reported that conversation to Washington like he made no official record or never told officially never told anybody wow. about that call. He kept it hidden. Um, and so for years, for like two decades, it was assumed that the last time that the two had spoken was that earlier phone call. But in um, after Lodge died <clears throat> in 1985, his aide um, said that Mike Dunn, Colonel Mike Dunn, said that Lodge and Diem had spoken for the last time um, moments after DM had surrendered says that when DM called, Lodge, quote, put him on hold and then walked away oh! for a while. Essentially, just put him on ice for a little bit. Eventually came back. I don't know if he had to call him back or if DM was still waiting on the phone. I imagine he probably had to call him back. But then he said, well, we can arrange um, for your transportation to the Philippines tomorrow, which is weird because essentially he knew that this was all going down. So, you know, why? What, what's with the delay? And this contradicted his earlier offer, where he said he would get him out right away. Um, and
1: Well, the hit squad hadn't made it there yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Mike Dunn, who's his aide, the one who's, who's saying this, said that he offered to personally go to the brothers' hideout, where the, you know, they were, they were staying surrendered, but they were in a the hideout. They hadn't been captured by the people who were doing the coup yet, to um, escort him out to make sure that you know he wouldn't get killed. But Lodge, you know, told him not to go, told him not to do it. And then wow. um, Dunn said that he was astonished that they didn't do more for him. Um, but Lodge said, well, what would we do with them? This was after D.M. had been shot. He said, well, what would we have done with them if they had lived? You know, every, his, his quote was, every Colonel Blimp in the world would have made use of them. So was Lodge... Did he know that they were going to get killed in some way? There's some more evidence for that later on. I, th-
1: I think it's clear. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's you know, when... It's funny. I don't know about you folks when you listen, but when I when I hear you say that, he put the phone down. Uh, the first thing in my oh. mind was, uh-huh. well, maybe they'll kill him before I come back.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, maybe. right? And then, and then he went and talked to his, to his heads of, of, of people in charge and said, so, you know, bro's looking for a way out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and they said, yeah, well, he's going to die, so tell him not to go anywhere.
0: So maybe he was he was, he was stalling him.
1: I think he was. I, that's what it felt like to me uh-huh. without having knowing anything else, which is kind of almost good. You know, if you don't know a lot about uh-huh. something, you you have these gut instinct feelings of like, well, what would I do if I mm-hmm. was in the same position? Not that I would like to be in that position. I think it's messed up, mm-hmm. right? But if you know somebody's going to be dead, Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't want to face it, and you don't want to tell the guy. Yeah. What do you do? Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Can I get right back to you? (laughs) Yeah, I'll get right back to you. Hang on one minute. And then you're like... Yeah, uh off source number one. Can you make it in there yet? Kill that bastard. Because you better hurry up, because I don't know if I can hang out to him anymore. <laughs> he might be bugging out soon. You better go get him now. So that's the way I saw yeah, it. Yeah, I mean I don't know
0: if he knew I don't even know if he knew where he was.
1: Oh well.
0: At the time. I'm not sure. But yeah. but but I mean your point is <laughs> it is odd where he obviously felt the day before that he had the ability to get him. That's out my thing quickly, and now he's saying oh, yeah. I have to wait a day. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems a little odd. Yeah.
1: That's my thing. I think, I think he knew. I think there's no... Well, there's a lot of way for for people not to know. Things can be compartmentalized. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it seems kind of hard since this guy's the guy in charge of this person or is supposed to be with this person, you know, that mm-hmm. and the other guy is Colonel Dunn or whatever. You know, so it's hard for me to believe that not one, if not both of them mm-hmm. knew what was happening. Yeah. But,
0: you know, so but he got killed. So the United States supposedly didn't want him killed the people who did the coup supposedly didn't want him killed, so how is it that he died? Do you want to hear the supposed story? I do. Have you heard this? I, I probably have. Um, so, um, supposedly, this is what happened. Um, so this guy called Nagia... Um, I'm sorry, no, it's a guy named Nung. I'm probably getting... A, I apologize, at of time for screwing up the pronunciations. Nung? So there was a captain named Nung... He wasn't the one who was necessarily completely in charge of the coup, okay. he was the one who was transporting DM and his brother um, once they had been captured. He was kind of transporting them back to um, the military headquarters of the people who had done the coup. Okay. And so um, this guy, and this is an account that Nagia gave, he was... Sorry, let me back up I'm going to start over again I'll, I'll edit this I'm side.
1: giving the Nungs and the Nagias and, and all these guys are kind of getting them mixed up right now okay
0: so <laughs> there are four people at play in this story okay DM. right is you know the the, the president right Mo, Mo and then and Curly then, yeah they're, they were there A as chef. well but they just poked him in his eyes okay <laughs> um, so DM is the president yeah or the the, pe- the president who had just been um, cooed cooed <laughs> Wooed? No, cooed. <laughs> cooed? So DM is a president who had just been cooed. Yes. New. Who? N- New is yeah. his brother. Okay. His hot-headed brother. Mm-hmm. Nyong is um, the captain who was in charge of transporting them. Right to the military headquarters, right. and Nagia oh
1: my gosh. Okay.
0: was, a, uh, I think, like a, a guy who was there. He was another official okay. who was part of the coup group, and he was there. <clears throat> so what Nagia said was, As we rode back to the Joint General Staff Headquarters, D.M. sat silently but knew his brother, and the captain, Young began to insult each other. I don't know who started it. The name-calling grew passionate. The captain had hated Niu before. Now he was charged with emotion. Nyung lunged at Niu with a bayonet and stabbed him again and again, maybe 15 or 20 times. Still in a rage, he turned to Diem, took out his revolver, and shot him in the head. Then he looked back at Niu, who was lying on the floor, twitching. He put a bullet into his head, too. Neither Diem nor Niu ever defended themselves. Their hands were tied. So, so why
1: why why wait why were the hands tied why was that guy new young new or what new was
0: was diem's brother so he was under arrest as well So DM,
1: Oh, so oh okay all right so contract killing
0: it so, was it was planned well no the official story is that this guy just kind of lost his temper okay but I mean why why
1: why did he lose his temper no mean, why what? do I say that why do I say that? Something maybe that somebody said. Maybe... Uh, oh, yeah.
0: Yep, we're getting to that. Yes. Okay, go ahead. We're getting to that. Yeah. I mean, I still... Uh, okay, it's hard for me to
1: believe that a guy that's supposed to be taking somebody... If if the word was, mm-hmm. if the word was, don't kill DM because mm-hmm. we're bringing him to this place, uh-huh. then why would this guy do that? Oh, okay. You, yes. Can you go psycho? Okay.
0: I get it. You've never just gone psycho and bayoneted somebody?
1: (laughs) Well, I've never gone psycho, bayoneted somebody more than three times.
0: Not 15 or 20. Not 15 or 20. But, Uh you know, but, yeah, I get it. But... And a bayonet, that takes energy because a bayonet's on a... It's not like a knife. It's quicker to stab people real quick. But if you think like a bayonet... Yeah, it's like on a, a rifle. you got to go like... <laughs> I mean, it takes takes a little more energy. What's Dan doing?
1: Okay, let's think about this scenario. I was thinking about it. All right, this. so we're in the DM car. We're there. in the car. You're psycho, yeah. right? Yeah. Dan's sitting right here.
0: Yeah. And
1: I'm Ying or Nu or whatever the guy's name his is. Brother. I'm Young, right? Yeah.
0: And he's stabbing him.
1: So you got a weapon and uh, it's got a bayonet on it. You're an asshole! <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I, I'm gonna call you
0: names because you got a weapon that can shoot me in the head, and
1: you can stab me 16 times if you want.
0: Let me incite you. Yeah, but you've never seen a James Bond movie. He's always like, he's always like picking on you know name calling people who have a gun, and when he does it, and his hands are tied behind his back, and he's still being yeah, witty. But, and
1: but but dude, his brother's sitting right here. His yeah. brother. What's his brother doing? His brother's going. Hey, don't stab me! <laughs> he's stabbing him over. Him. I know,
0: it's like, the
1: brother's in the middle going, ah! I well know, DM's
0: like saying, like, I didn't say anything. Well,
1: DM's going, damn, this isn't gonna work out too well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I If he's gonna kill him, then he might as well. Well,
1: know. what are you gonna do? I mean, you know, it's like yeah. you know, I guess DM could have turned around and said, Maybe I can act like I don't know. Maybe I can act like the guy who guards the the the, 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 the forest
0: uh-huh.
1: in um uh
0: the guy who guards the forest?
1: Yes, yes. Uh, in uh, the Holy Grail. Who
0: guards the forest? Yeah. None shall pass. <laughs> is that the forest? That's a like bridge. With,
1: no, who is it? Is it's a bridge to something. Yeah, right. the,
0: the bridge to Terabithia. Yes.
1: None shall pass. Yes. <laughs> you know, None shall pass. Boom! Chops up his arm. Oh, oh! Get you, Get you. The push. black knight. Yeah, the black knight. Yeah. Like, yeah. DM maybe could have done that, right? I mean, if he saw it coming, he goes, Well, my hands are tied behind my back. Don't do that, I'll kill you! <laughs> he was like, have a nice day.
0: <laughs> have about you?
1: <laughs> anyway, go, go ahead. So what happened? In the- so, all right, so mass hysteria happened.
0: Yeah, so um, so Kennedy, moving on to Kennedy, um, Kennedy learned of the deaths the following morning, and according to the people who were with him, he was shocked. Like, he didn't see, see it coming. Maybe he was a great actor. Um, but according to General Maxwell Taylor, quote, Kennedy leaped to his feet and rushed from the room with a look of shock and dismay on his face, which I had never seen before. And <laughs> according to, you know, s- several of Kennedy's advisors, Kennedy had planned for Diem to be safely exiled. And um, Kennedy later penned a memo lamenting that the assassination was, quote, particularly abhorrent. And he actually blamed himself for authorizing Lodge to explore coup options. So, um, yeah. So supposedly he was, and I think, I mean, not that I know for a fact, but I think he probably was shocked and surprised and didn't, you know. No, anticipate. I agree.
1: I agree hundred percent. I mean, look. I mean, you know, did did uh, Kennedy make all the right decisions? I mean, look, if we look back in time. Mm-hmm. Walter Cronkite did a, an interview with, with President Kennedy about Vietnam, mm-hmm. and at the time when he did it, and you can look this up, you know, it, it was strange to me because I found out that Kennedy actually said,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, uh, I, you know I, I think it's very important that we, uh, that we continue to, uh, to, to have a dialogue, but I really don't think that we should, have, we should take our troops out at this time. I think that would be a big mistake. Mm-hmm. Now, he'd said that. Yeah. Why? Now, I, I said, are you kidding me, Kennedy? Wait a minute. I thought you were trying to get out of there. You didn't want to get in there because your officials told you there's no way you could win. And yeah. you secretly believed it. Mm-hmm. So why are you doing this? Well, come on. Let's, let's think about that politically. Mm-hmm. He wanted to get reelected. Reelection year was coming up, right? Exactly. So what do you do? Over time, if you do the research, you'll find that, honestly, Kennedy really learned and learned as he went. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, he was a politician. His dad... I think his dad, Joe, was the reason why Bobby Kennedy and Jack Kennedy were killed, because of the positions that Joe held and the people he knew. Mm.
0: Yeah, that had, maybe that had an impact.
1: I think by proxy, and I think mm-hmm. if you do enough research on this, you got to really look at the real reason, right? Mm-hmm. When you talk about how yes, the French went in and fought Vietnam, we helped them, yeah. kind of thing. We were, were part of the reason. Yeah. I think Joe, in effect, you know, had a lot to do with why Jack Kennedy even became president. Um, he was very associated with a lot of mob entities and mm-hmm. uh, questions about, you know, if it wasn't for the mob, Jack wouldn't have made it into. So a lot of things I think and a lot of reasons why I think his dad had a lot to do with the killing of both of them. Mm-hmm. By proxy. Not not
0: intentionally. Not intentionally, obviously, but just obviously. Like unintended consequences.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and, and and I think it all happened probably as a you know that was like the thing that started it. Mm-hmm. But like so yeah, and I, I think that he I don't think that Kennedy wanted to go into Vietnam, but I and, and but I thought he, he he did a lot of this stuff because he wasn't really sure and he didn't want to lose votes. But I think that Kennedy grew in his um, presidency in a small amount of time. I think yeah. he grew a lot, and I think he really learned a lot. And I think a lot of it had to do with his talks with Khrushchev.
0: Yeah, no, well, I think you're right.
1: Right, and these guys sit down and they go, "You know, Jesus, what are we doing here?" Mm-hmm. You know, and if you guys look at the American University speech, and I've referenced this before in an earlier podcasts, you know, that was where I think he put the nail in his own coffin. Because at that speech, he said, look, mm-hmm. we don't want to fight. Mm-hmm. We want peace. We don't want war.
0: There are a lot of people that's not what they wanted. Right. And I'm talking about on the, in the United States. And even
1: now, mm-hmm. I mean, even now, it was a threat then.
0: Yeah.
1: It was a big threat then because mm-hmm. we're just, you know, communism. Wow. Right. Yeah. So I think that was the, but boy, when you look at it now, I mean, if you're a staunch Democrat, God bless you. Mm-hmm. Right. Go back and watch that. Mm-hmm. because then you're going to actually look and you're going to actually say you know <clears throat> maybe that is the real reason why America was never the same mm-hmm. because if what Kennedy wanted and not to mention the day that he died, right? Mm-hmm. He had wor- he had in the works to sit and go talk to Castro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, about this, about peace, about all of this, if you dig and you're on that side, right? I don't think it matters really what side you're on. When you really look at Kennedy like that, he's like he's like loved by everybody. It's it's like the thing is, is he really was trying to do that. And yes, he was human. Yes, he made mistakes.
0: That's a really good point because you always hear when you hear people say that every time somebody becomes president, they become more hawkish. Yeah. But you know what? That's not true for Kennedy. No. Nope. He became progressively more dovish. Yeah. Yeah. And without a doubt. he was president. And, and
1: I think it was because he learned so much. Uh-huh. And... Okay, this might be a long shot, okay, but Mary Pinchot Meyer Mm-hmm. okay you don't know who she is, but she was not yet. she's not yet she's one of uh Kennedy's you know chicks, but here's the thing she was also into lsd she she was into a lot of these uh mind opening uh, uh illegal substances that even today are are known to to wake up a person's inner uh, Inner consciousness, mm-hmm. and make them understand the big picture of things. It was rumored mm-hmm. that Kennedy and she actually had oh. a point where, and and it's out there.
0: That would make that would make
1: a, because would it make was, a lot because, because it was kind of radical, sense. wasn't it? His thought about something, and he's thought about that anyway.
0: But he he just seems like he changed yes. at some point. That would not surprise me if no, you and, would have had and, that kind of spiritual awakening. You'd be
1: too. very, very interested to dig into that, and we might a Ooh, little bit. But yes, the thing sure. is, is imagine though, right? I've honestly wanted to dig into that a little bit. You talk mm-hmm. about DMT and LSD and and, and, and uh, you know all of these big 60s people that were doing it and, 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 and like were told that they are kooks. Uh-huh. But what a lot of them did when they came out of it is they said, you know, you're like a kid. It's like everything's... Uh-huh. Back to where you're not biased. All your bias is gone. Mm-hmm. All the love for everything is there. And it's mm-hmm. like maybe that's the reason why it's it's bad now. Maybe that's the reason why it's illegal now and always has been. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something somebody else knows that we don't know. Mm-hmm. So maybe they knew it then. Right? So maybe Mary Pinchot Meyer and, and, and Jack Kennedy, you know, sat on the grass on the hill one
0: day. And changed history.
1: Right, Right? And decided to go, yeah, you know, shit ain't right.